We are here and queer and in the flesh. Welcome to Drop the Subject. I'm Allie. James Simmons is with me and took a few days, which has been kind of nice to get a little bit of R&R. If anybody was checking out the show on Friday or on Monday, you got to hear some nice moments from our our DTS past, you know, moments like the dark web price is right and learning from the 1950s. and Still traumatized, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just really good stuff to listen to and be like, oh, yeah, oh, that uh, made James so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Just really, really nice. So uh, it was nice to listen back and uh, on, on all the good times, all the 2019 times. No, it was all in 2019. <laughs> um, but we, we want ha- you back, 2019, know, please. Can we just do a do-over? <laughs> time out, time out. Mulligan on 2020. Well, yeah. we will keep you updated on everything that has been happening over the past few days. Of course, everyone was watching Hamilton over the weekend. I believe something like 76, per- there was a 76% increase in the amount of people who downloaded the Disney plus app just over the weekend so uh, yeah it was like almost a million people downloaded the app that hadn't before so everybody was watching it over the weekend and there are some people who wanted it to be canceled so we will talk about that when we come back but first just wanted to chat about our social activities over the weekend, you and I were both sort of socializing, social distance-like. You were in a backyard with social distancing protocol. I was at a campsite with some social distancing protocol. There was also a little seven-month-old baby that I could not resist, but still played it very, very safe. There were not a lot of people there at all, which was really refreshing. There mm-hmm. was uh, The campsites were huge, so we had plenty of space to... Uh, we had we just had plenty of space, and it felt really nice to to get outside while also feeling like okay, I know the people that I'm around, I know where they've been. Uh, you know, we're just going to grill some hot dogs, eat some marshmallows, and have a good time and drink a lot of tequila, which is exactly what we did. But I wanted to go over your experience when it came to the COVID talk. And then I'll talk <laughs> about my experience with the COVID talk because everyone has to have it now. It's sort of, you know, we've said it's like the STD talk before you hook up with a partner. It's it's when you hook up with a friend, you got to have the COVID talk. So how did yours go? Well, you know, I think that one of the most important things at, to remember about the COVID talk or the STD talk, frankly, frankly, oh, here we go again. Frankly. <laughs> frankly. Oh, boy. Uh, we're, we're back. <laughs> James and his words. Frankly. I find it kind of sexy with the STD talk. Oh, oh. So when someone was like, listen, I only use condoms. I just got tested. We're going to do this and we're about to get freaky and crazy, but I need to make sure that you're down to get freaky and crazy safe too. I was like, yeah, that always made me like really excited. What if uh, it was the opposite? Hey, I have not been, I, I've been tested and I have gonorrhea. Let's do this. Let's go, right? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe not. But okay. so I kind of feel the same way about the COVID talk or COVID, as someone kept saying, as a scientist kept saying in a podcast I listened to this weekend, COVID. <laughs> I was like, oh, aren't we so fancy? COVID. I have COVID. We must avoid, we must have the COVID talk. <laughs> so. Listen, I think you have to you have to do this. And if you just sort of like acknowledge the elephant in the room, take control of the situation, somebody be the person to say it, then everyone's safe. And then you just you feel so much more comfortable. And this group that uh, we were with on Saturday, 
is a group that we have been around before. We know these individuals very, very well. We've traveled internationally with them. Like they're super great. Uh, a couple of them themselves are over 60 and a couple of them also take care of like elderly parents as well. So they've all been like super mega safe, but no one had said anything. We're talking plans and whatever, whatever. And they were like, well, here's a picture of how we're going to be distant in the backyard. And here's all of these things. And everyone, please bring your own X, Y, and Z. pictures. Wow. Yeah, it was great. They wanted everyone to feel comfortable. But no one said, oh, by the way, please, we just remember, like, hand sanitizer, wear your mask, and stay six feet apart. So I was like, look, y'all, I no. <laughs> we're staying six feet apart. Bring your hand sanitizer. We're wearing masks. If you're more than six feet apart from someone, you can take your mask off. So you're a little more comfortable. But other than that, I was like, we can do this, but cases are on the rise. Like it's crazy. We have people with risk factors. Like we need to be legit. And I, I think at first Chris was like a little resistant to me, like being that guy. Um, and he was just like, God, babe, people just need to be able to like relax and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. They do. And we can, and we are two of those people, but we're also going to do it in the right way. Like, we're not going to be dumb about this. And once I said it, it was great because after a glass of wine or two (laughs) in the afternoon, most people at some point from a distance said, thanks for saying something. We really appreciate it. Like, you know, yeah. we feel better. And and it did. And everyone, other than that, once or twice, a couple people passed each other, you know, just like on the way to the bathroom sort of thing, um, which was outside, interestingly. They have an outdoor restroom area. Uh, other than that, it was You mean perfect. a porta potty? No, they have like kind of a fancy house. They have, like they have a fancy shower. outdoor bathroom? It's kind of like, it's kind of okay, like, okay, well, you know what? It's real easy to social distance when you have an outdoor <laughs> bathroom. Okay. All right. Yeah, we um, we didn't have I mean, we didn't have somebody like you who didn't even just give a COVID talk. That was a COVID like speech. That was COVID. Hey, this hey, is what's going on. Lay right? down the law. Which we we did the whole awkward hug or no hug thing when we first saw each other. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I, I don't I don't want to hug you. And my and my friend was like, you know, I've got my mom, my mom at home because she's she's and it was it was very much like the parents getting in the way, you know, in relationships. You're like, oh, God, my mom's home. It was kind of the same thing. Where it's like, yeah, I got my mom at home. She's older. I'm not going to you know, she we have to make sure she's safe. I was like, absolutely. Totally got it. And, and then. We saw the baby who's seven months old, ah, and I was like, I don't know if I can restrain <laughs> myself. And she looked at me, the little baby, and her name's Aubrey. And she looked at me, and she immediately started screaming, crying. And they were like, "She's not used to people because uh, it's been right. like four months of the baby not being around anybody Anyone. at all. Oh, and I mean, gosh. the first three months, you're not really around anyone anyway because you're in the first three months. So the baby is like getting assimilated to people, right? right and that's every crazy. but then she was like through the end of the weekend, she was fine. She would cry, and then she would be fine, and she would yeah, be actually yeah. really happy and staring at every all of us and being like, "Whoa, these are new faces!" So it's kind of interesting to see how um, how different it is right now for people who are raising kids, especially sure. when they, they want to hand their kid off to somebody to get get a break, and they can't. <laughs> um, all right, when we come back, cancel Hamilton was trending. We will find out why together when we get back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Beep, well, the people beep, at our producer's construction beep, site across beep, the street from his new apartment beep, complex have not beep, taken a day off. Just beep, wanted to let you know. Beep, uh, beep. This is a layer of hell. <laughs> this is one of Dante's layers that we did not learn about in the book. Beep. 
is just you get to like below the people that are eating each other's brains for all of eternity. It's just a truck backing up, backing in up. circles, and then and then Jesse talking but being on mute because he's trying to mute the truck. But then every time he comes back yeah. on, yeah, all you hear is beep. And then all Jesse right, you guys being, ready oh, for the next beep, beep, beep? beep, beep. beep. Like, Please turn yourself on the, mute. Maybe the next segment could beep. <laughs> no, the truck is louder than Jesse's voice. Right, right, right. <laughs> because Jesse always talks to you. Just was um, wondering if you guys are <laughs> being drowned Beep. out by a truck. How does that feel, Jesse? <laughs> Happy okay. Tuesday, Jesse. Welcome back. We were also arguing because he has not watched Hamilton and he does not plan to. He said he watched five minutes and said, quote, I'm out. So well, uh, what he said was, I don't like opera. Yeah, and we were like, it's not opera, dude. It's, it's not, not opera. opera. And he was like, let me finish. And we were like, no, we will not let you finish. <laughs> I will let the truck finish. Beep. Beep. <laughs> truck Thank is you. making much Thank more you. sense. <laughs> <laughs> than Jesse right Thank now. you, truck. Beep. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, everybody was watching Hamilton over the weekend. If you've seen it, it you know, live and in person, it's a fantastic show, obviously. And it was it was nice to have uh, the film version available for for your viewing pleasure over the 4th of July weekend. Now, that also meant that Cancel Hamilton was trending. And I, 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 I will admit, over the weekend, I was trying to kind of disconnect and just, you know, go camping and unplug. So I didn't really see why Cancel Hamilton was trending. I just saw that it was trending and I was like, my God, what, what, what could it be? <laughs> And and I have not seen exactly why it has been canceled. So I thought we could find out together on the air. Okay, let's do it. So I have some audio here. Uh huh. This Smash Broadway musical Hamilton is now the latest target of the cancel culture. The hashtag cancel Hamilton started trending this weekend just after the musical started airing on Disney Plus. Megan Alexander explains why. Okay. Megan Alexander is going to explain to us why. Oh, God, thank you. Megan always comes through in a pinch. <laughs> sure it's Megan with an H. <laughs> Megan Alexander. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what uh, the other news uh, stations are doing? Or the, they'll have the, the one black lady employee explaining all the black stories. Uh, all of them. The yeah, they're one. like, okay, here you go to you. You well, know, whoever it is. And then they're like, hi, I'm going to talk to another racist person who says, like, <laughs> can we give them just the like, can they get all the fun, fluffy stories? I've, I felt like for the longest time after I moved to L.A., there's a there's a reporter here that works for NBC. And I'm going to say her name because I think she's amazing. She's like the best field reporter I've ever seen. Her name's Tony Ginyard. They always send Tony to they're like <laughs> in South L.A., which is code word for people who don't live here of like. South Central LA, like where a majority of black folks live, right? And they just throw it all into one neighborhood. In South LA, here's Tony Ginyard, and it's the one like black person on the morning show. She then also, like three seconds later, she'll be like at a fire in Ventura. I'm like, that's an hour and a half away. How did she get there? Like, I'm like, Tony Ginyard like warps time. She's amazing. And she's always cool, calm, and collected regardless. Anyway, yes, props to Tony Ginyard and all the black reporters. Continue. So, the only thing that I can think of, and I want to hear you, what you think, is that Alexander Hamilton or many of the people that he associated with in the in the in history and therefore in the musical have racist ties 
we're probably slave owners. Uh, you know, why are we celebrating the country's freedom when there are so many people that are not free? That's that's my best guess. That was my very first two. I, when I saw that hashtag, I was like, oh, cancel Hamilton because... I mean, because of what the story represents. Well, and well, or maybe not even necessarily the story, but just what the individuals in the story represented, right? Like, like if I don't, I'm not spoiling anything, but like Alexander Hamilton was an immigrant, and that was a big issue at the time. But then ended up becoming sort of one of the founding fathers in like a really interesting way, and had this great duel that went down in history, and all of this stuff, and. But yet he owned slaves, <laughs> right? right? Like, so, and everyone, I think... Didn't Thomas Jefferson also? Oh, my God. Thomas Jefferson right. was like a horrible slave owner. Yeah. So, but like everyone, everyone owned slaves then. Not that it was right. Not that we should be like, oh, well, everyone did it. You know, if everyone jumped off a bridge, you should too. But it, it was a fact of life then. Okay. So I would argue that the way that this telling of Hamilton is portrayed uh, it is is a step in the right direction, right? It's 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 Lin Manuel Miranda reimagining history and bringing people of color to that story, which is yes, okay. Now let's let's listen and see exactly what was said about why Hampton was canceled. Cancel Hamilton? Really? The Broadway smash hit came straight into our living rooms with its streaming debut on Disney+. Plus. But just as folks were enjoying the show, the hashtag Cancel Hamilton surfaced on Twitter over historical claims that the founding father was a slave trader. Ah, a vigorous debate ensued dun, dun, on social dun, media, with many depicting right. the I was correct. Okay, so I still stand by that the Hamilton does not need to go away, does not need to be canceled. But Lin-Manuel Miranda did respond to this, and we will get to his response when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. James Q. Simmons, your Allie Johnson. And in the last break, we were kind of talking about, uh, not kind of, we were talking about cancel Hamilton was a trending hashtag over the weekend because about 11 trillion people were watching Hamilton on the new Disney Plus. And so, of course, people, you know, were responding to this with a cancel Hamilton hashtag. And that is because there there's we have a very problematic relationship with our founding fathers, if you will, and who were all slave traders and slave owners. And so, you know, lots of individuals in this, you know, our current political climate were saying, well, all right, we should not support this play, this musical that supports, that talks about our founding fathers. Yeah. Uh, Well, but if you've not seen the show, it's the entire cast is extremely diverse and that's for a reason. And I I there's like one white guy in the whole cast. Yeah, yeah. It, and it was really, this is really interesting. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, the the author, creator, and the first Alexander Hamilton on Broadway, wrote back and said, uh, you know, to someone who, who wrote about this, I appreciate you so much, this person's Twitter handle. All the criticisms are valid. The sheer tonnage of complexities and failings of these people I couldn't get or wrestled with but cut. I took six years and fit as much as I could in a 2.5 hour musical. I did my best. It's all fair game. So he's sort of been open hmm. to this criticism on Twitter and, and lots of people have gone back and forth. Some individuals have, you know, really, I thought this was a beautiful way to sort of put it together. Um, I, this individual on Twitter said, I really like that this conversation is happening. Hamilton, the play and the movie were given to us in two different worlds and our willingness to interrogate things in this way feels like a clear sign of change. 
So it's that I go back to that whole thing about multiple truths can exist simultaneously, right? right? Like we can show progress on Broadway, which has historically awful uh, diverse representation, and Lin Manuel Miranda's telling of this founding father while also talking about the racist implications that this show has. So I, I don't think we cancel it. I think we have a conversation about it. So then can we change the can? I think we go straight to cancel and that's the problem. The, yes. the, the, the hashtag cancel Hamilton needs to go. Like, can we have like a half, a half hashtag or like a Hamilton's problematic or ha- Hamilton or can Hamilton we talk isn't about perfect. This? Or yeah, like let's talk about Hamilton. Like, can there be something else that's not just cancel Hamilton? Because to cancel Hamilton, the musical, I mean, you can cancel Hamilton the person before you can cancel Hamilton the musical and take jobs away from people who wouldn't nor- like who have been. I mean, in the Broadway s- sphere, it's been very whitewashed. So very to have these. So. So whitewashed. I mean, even if you tell like old older musical stories of like Hello Dolly, even diversifying those casts is just happening now. <laughs> so it's like in, in 2020. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty interesting. So it's like, don't know, guys, let's not take away the fact that also Lin-Manuel Miranda was able to write and produce and perform in a, a musical about history and play a slave owner like to 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 change that narrative and also have more younger people that are interested in this this country's history and its pro- and the, all the problems that come with it to to erase that doesn't seem like progress to me. Yeah, I think it I 100%. You just you have to be able to have a conversation about these things when they are this when they're not so black and white, right? Like we're not, I don't, I, I think a lot of the statues, for instance, which was also a big thing over the weekend, um, yeah. you know, as that continues, like statues of Robert E. Lee to me are not up for d- discussion. Like, no. Yeah, that that's, a, that's a no. Yeah, yeah just we, get rid of them. We don't, we don't need, yeah, things like that. But things like this, I think are really interesting. But the, my guess is there are a lot of people who either hadn't watched the show ever or really understood the context of it. And they were just like firing away on Twitter. Like people do like, rah, you know, everyone has a voice. Everyone has an opinion. And we know what we say about that on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also Alexander Hamilton was a cheaty cheater. Oh, he wasn't perfect. No. Oh, in many ways. And I think that's uh, kind of portrayed in the show, right? It is not that he's like, not the most stand up dude. And it, it, it does bring up the conversation. Then we have to talk about these people who we learn about in school. Our founding fathers did no wrong. Like George Washington was a screw up (laughs) big time and a slave owner and horribly racist and horribly misogynistic and horrible to his men. And not really this guy that we make claim him to be. And then he ends up being there, you know, our first president two terms or whatever. Like, no, this is not how this dude was at all. He sort of like happened and all he did some he good was things there. too, but he just kind of was there. Right. Like it. Yeah. They're like, who was going to be our first president? Uh, what about this guy? Sure. That sounds like, a, I mean, someone's got to do it. Well, it was like, kind of yeah. like he drew the short straw and was like, I guess I'll lead the country to start off. I'll like kind of take one for the team and do this first round. And also I think if you have wooden teeth, I think racism just comes with the territory at that point. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> 
Have you met anybody with wooden teeth that is not racist? Cancel, cancel <laughs> wooden <laughs> teeth. Cancel. No, let's have a conversation hashtag, about cancel. hashtag I'm, wooden I'm teeth. I'm not going to overgeneralize those people in our <laughs> lives who might be listening to drop the subject right now, Allie, who may or may not have wooden teeth. Well, or, it is radio. Or wooden legs. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be woodist. Don't Allie, be woodist. You're I, right. I, I'm just I, saying. There's so, a whole thing, Allie. I apologize to the wooden tooth community and to any of the people <laughs> out there listening with wooden appendages. Stop it. I, the important thing is that we move forward from this moment on. When we come back, uh, there is somebody who was canceled, rightly so, and she is facing some federal charges, I believe. I don't know if they're federal, but we will look into that and talk about it. The Central Park Lady, when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, James is already in a sour mood because he tried to confirm over the break whether or not George Washington had wooden teeth, and he was horrified by the Google search results because he feels that Big Brother is watching him. <laughs> it is watching me, Allie. This is not even... Okay, so we we were having a conversation. Not connect, I am not connected to my computer, I don't think. None of this at all about whether or not George Washington actually had wooden teeth during the break, and I typed in, did... G-E-O. That's it. <laughs> and this is That's- an impromptu guess the autofill, everybody. What do you think finished? What did what did Google <laughs> autofill for the rest of that <laughs> sentence? Is it? I, I mean, there were several things on there. Did Jeffrey and Varya have a baby? Whoever that is. Did Georgia reopen? That did was on jo- the list. Uh-huh. Did George Washington have kids? Did George Washington have a British accent? Oh, very good. And then something I searched on Twitter a long time ago about Tiffany Haddish, but that's a whole nother story. I don't don't know why that popped up. But then the first thing that popped up was, did George Washington have wooden teeth? I can't. Hashtag cancel big brother. Cancel who, everybody. They're perpetuating it. See, I think that's totally normal. If I was going to type in did Geo... I imagine that it just goes to the first thing that people Google. And did George Washington have wooden teeth is a very Googleable thing. And what uh, is the answer? No. Uh, first of all, it can't be the number one thing that when people type did George anything <laughs> type. Uh, there's so many other Georges and so many other things. And no, by the way, <laughs> ivory, gold, lead, and human teeth. Le- However, wood was never used in Washington's dentures, nor was it commonly employed by dentists in the area, in the area, in the era So apparently they didn't even use wood dentures on anybody during that time. So they just used what? Other people's teeth? Ivory, gold, lead, and human teeth. Yeah. Other people's teeth. (gasps) So it'd be like, all right, here's little Sally's baby tooth. Well, <laughs> let's just put it in your, in your, in your. hopefully not. My guess is they <laughs> use posthumous teeth, children, right? baby teeth. <laughs> not, but I, I wonder how the lead teeth worked. Like, first of yeah, all, lead sure. seems like that would. I would yeah. rather have a wooden tooth than a lead tooth, totally. because especially if you're drinking a cold beverage it and you also, have those metal straws, you could get electrocuted with that. <laughs> okay, you're going a different... I'm thinking of people going crazy from lead poisoning, and you're like, I can't drink from a metal straw. <laughs> it's going to be all cold. I'm like, um... Also, isn't it heavy? Like, wouldn't your jaw hurt after a while? Like Exactly, and it matters if it's top or bottom. If, you, if, you're, if you've got top lead teeth, I mean, you're going to... Especially if you're leaning down, looking at your phone, you're going to feel like you fall over. And do you I mean, have to brush yeah. them, or do you polish them? 
What about people who had jobs where they talked for four hours a day like we did? Like, that's a lot of moving your teeth around. Exactly. That's, I mean, I'm not down with the lead. Well, thank God we don't really use lead teeth now. Yeah, thank God we just use porcelain and <laughs> and denture and, and what is it? Uh, uh, what are those called? Veneers. I don't even know. Veneers, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, why didn't, did George get veneers? That's going to pop up next. I can't did with George this Washington have crap. veneers? <laughs> <laughs> if he had moved to LA, he would definitely have gotten veneers. Okay, quickly, before we get out of this hour, we should talk about Amy Cooper. She was... One of the original Karen videos, Karen was going wild in Central Park because she didn't like that a black man who was a bird watcher was asking her to keep her dog on a leash because it was an area where you had to keep your dog on a leash. That was the rule. And she did not have her dog on a leash. And he said something. And here is what she said back. Would you please stop? Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording. Please, please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to and me. And I'm taking pictures of calling the cops. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Okay. So, uh, and this is such a... Such a th- an a-hole thing to do is to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to tell them that an African-American man is, is threatening my life. So that in and of itself is extremely racist, but then she still has to try and use her version of a PC term for a black person by saying, <laughs> I'm going to say an African-American, sorry, sir, you're an African-American uh, uh, is threatening my right. life. Uh, so now the update is that she is facing some charges. We learned that she had lost her job after this. She lost her dog for a time. The dog obviously hated her in the video. And uh, the dog eventually was returned to her. And now she is being charged with falsely reporting an incident in the third degree. And the DA in Manhattan said, at this time, I would like to encourage anyone who has been a target of false reporting to contact our office. We strongly recommend or we're strongly committed to holding perpetrators of this conduct accountable. So Mm. kind of interesting to see that she's facing some serious charges, even though I don't imagine she would see jail time for something like this. No, I think this is a fine probation, community service kind of a thing, but we will know more. She's scheduled for arraignment on October 14th, but there are consequences. You know, I still love that she's trying to weaponize the fact that he's black and she knew what would happen if she called the police and she gets a third degree misdemeanor and he potentially could have lost his life. Very interesting. Thanks. Central Park, Karen. Thank you so much, Karen. All right, when we come back, Yeezy 2020. Oh, Lord. We're getting into it when we get back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, rolling right along on a Tuesday. This is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie. She's James. And we do this thing on Tuesdays called Just the Tip Tuesday. Oh, no, we don't mean it like that. We mean it as in we give you tips, tricks, life hacks, etc. to make your life a little bit better. And I really, really love this tip, this conversation that we're about to have, because I feel like even though most of our conversations now with individuals are on Zoom, on video chat, this is hyper important, not only for those conversations, but also in 2027, when we are all eventually let out of quarantine, like (laughs) for real, in a real way where we're actually interacting with individuals that we're close to, this is going to be really important. So it's something we can work on now. We are going to discuss for Just the Tip Tuesday, subtle signs, Allie, someone may be Allie uncomfortable around you, Allie. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. I uh-huh. get the sense that you're making this about me. Oh, is it? I mean, I don't... Mm-hmm. I just thought maybe it was something we could talk about. Well, I, maybe I'm uncomfortable around you. I mean, I'm just... I'm flinching. I'm like wincing a little bit when we have this conversation. So well, I'm crossing like my arms because I'm jealous of all your accolades. Are you... <laughs> <laughs> all all 47,000 letters. Do you know, by the way, totally off topic, how many people have said thank you for changing your, your contacts? So for those of you, I... I my contacts on my phone, you know, on an iPhone, they can update automatically. It had every single letter of every degree I'd ever earned behind it, plus all this other crap. It was really dumb. It was like 27 letters long. And I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> and I also didn't realize how much it made people uncomfortable, speaking of the topic. It really? like annoyed people. Yeah. People were literally like, oh, my God. So now it just says Dr. James Simmons, NP. That's it. And oh, I-, I didn't even notice that it changed to be that much shorter. Because, yes, when you first, when I first added you to my contacts list, I can't even remember. It was like, you know how when people have a last name and then it also says what company they're from? Like, it was all of that was taken up with the moniker. <laughs> with just like letters and all this it other crap. It was like M-N-S-N-P-4-6 dash dollar signs. Elon Musk's baby name, X-A, you know. Yes. Anyway, that apparently made people uncomfortable. But no, honestly, so these signs... And and this is important to know because body language is is actually the majority of our communication interpersonally. And it is one of the reasons why we actually find having Zoom meetings or video conference meetings uncomfortable and exhausting because they're so reliant heavy on our verbal. And we've grown up as human beings to subconsciously understand how people are communicating with us with body language. And we're having a hard time doing that because we can't see people's entire body. But one of the things that you can know that someone is is uncomfortable talking to you, Allie, is they're flinching or wincing while you're talking. <laughs> okay, so say the person just has a very shrill voice. <laughs> it's Could both. they be wincing because of that? <laughs> like, for example, my cat seems to wince often when I'm speaking to her. Mm -hmm. You heard me speak to her this morning before we got on the air, and my voice does go up several octaves. And do you think that's because she's uncomfortable around me, or is she just reacting to the shrillity of my vocal cords? (laughs) I think that in cat ears, when your voice goes up like several octaves in in human ears, it actually Mm -hmm. goes up like 400 octaves in cat ears. (laughs) So she's probably like, why does this thing that feeds me also yells at me every right, morning. Every like, time I walk into the room and look <laughs> right. at her, it's like, <laughs> it's like, did you have and she's like, no. And she's like, oh my god, her little hair starts falling out. Like she starts getting like spots. She's like, I'm like, she's shedding so much. It's because it's hot. And they're okay. like, no, it's because she's stressed and she hates you. Uh, apparently, but when you make someone uncomfortable, Allie, like your cat, uh, they don't want you to know though like they're you're making them uncomfortable but they don't want you to know they'll sort of just like wince or flinch slightly Mm -hmm. which i'm guessing your kiki does yes she does she does wince or flinch but i feel like anything could make her i love that this has become about my relationship with my cat but (laughs) it seems that she she flinches around anything i mean i move a paper bag and she flinches so Uh, i don't think i think everything makes her uncomfortable it's not necessarily me and if she was so uncomfortable around me she wouldn't sleep next to me at night but let's move on because there's there's several here 
And this one, I know she also does. <laughs> I love, <laughs> really two, do love that this is about you and your cat. Is they seem to be backing away. <laughs> <laughs> when someone is uncomfortable, they might take a step back with not, without even realizing it. They want to make like, and this happens with even pre-COVID people who don't understand spatial relationships and they'll get a little too close and it starts to make you uncomfortable. And there's a way to subtly just lean or scoot your little butt over a half an inch to make sure that you have enough space. And I don't think in that situation, the person who initiated the close contact is aware of that. Well, and what this tip is really interesting, and they, they say in this article that we're reading uh, from Bustle, by the way, props to them, is that if you notice this, someone's backing away, they sort of turn their torso away from you, or even the classic arms crossed in sort of a blocking gesture, you actually can just take like one step backwards and it changes everything. In in particular, us Americans or those from the United States, we have a much larger uh, sense of like personal space than lots of other individuals in other parts of the world. Oh, so yeah. particularly if you're speaking to someone who is not from the United States, they might be much more comfortable being closer to you. Absolutely, yeah. I definitely experienced that when I've been traveling, uh, you know, and it's something that... People, and again, we talk about this with, with uh, you know, status and feeling like, oh, well, I'm, I'm American and I have all this space around me, so everyone else should be catering to the way I live. And if I go to a place like when I was in India, everybody is very, very close. And that's just how, like, even strangers, if I had a conversation with a stranger, they would be super close. And I just had to be like, okay, this is, this is this is completely normal to them and this is not normal for me and I just need to sit in that moment and just allow that to be there. Uh, So what makes one person uncomfortable in one culture could make somebody feel totally comfortable in another. But we continue with the list, Just the Tip Tuesday, how you know that people are uncomfortable around you when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. We're talking for Just the Tip Tuesday about some signs... That someone might be uncomfortable around you. As you get back out into the world, which you probably shouldn't be getting out there right now, um, you're going to be around some people in 3D. And, you know, even if you're having Zoom conversations, these things can really help determine whether you're making somebody uncomfortable. We've already talked about a couple, if they're backing away from you or if they're flinching or wincing in front of you. Another one is one that I definitely do when I'm around anybody. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm uncomfortable around them. Crossing your arms, blocking themselves off, that always seems to be a thing where it's like energetically they're trying to close themselves off to you or it's because they're uncomfortable or it's because they feel sad or uncomfortable or um, uh, not confident enough. I that is a comfortable place for my arms (laughs) and I don't know what else to do with them. Uh Putting them in my pocket seems weird. Just one hand on the hip seems weird. Am I just supposed to stand there with my arms at my sides? What am I supposed to? I mean, one of them is holding a drink sometimes. But other than that, I don't know what to do with my arms. I'm 100% with you there. I actually had someone call me out on this when I, you know, so I was a lot heavier and 
when I'd lost a bunch of weight, I would still stand with my arms covering myself. Or I, when I sit down, I always put a pillow over my midsection. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that whole thing. Um, and the someone was like, you don't have to do that anymore. Like, you don't have to be uncomfortable with your body. And I realized that it was me. It was me not necessarily being uncomfortable with the person, but me being uncomfortable exposing my entire body. And it was su- super subconscious. I still do it. But uh, more on your line of thinking, Allie, like I just I got big. Ar- I got big, long arms. They're heavy. Yeah, man, they're heavy. Sometimes I just want to rest them. And now I want to rest them in each other. I got a little other. bit of a belly back now. So I got a perfect place to rest my arms. I just <laughs> rest my arms on the belly. I'm super comfortable. Exactly. All right. Number four on the list is if someone is gesturing or talking faster, which uh, I, I don't know if I agree with this one either, but it says they might start gesturing wildly and they might even start talking faster. They will feel their heartbeat and breath quicken. This will be followed by their gestures and speech accelerating in an attempt to end the conversation more quickly. I don't even know. I mean, Allie, I don't even know what you're talking about because, you know, sometimes you bring these things up and you're like, I don't even really think that's a thing. But like, I like totally don't even get it. Like, I just like, it's like, like crazy that you don't even feel like that is like a thing. And then people are like really uncomfortable around you. They like, they like talk faster and they like gesture really wildly uh, and whatever. Uh, and the other uh, thing sometimes. You know, so, you don't even need to gesture. Okay, that so, gesture is uncalled for. So, We're on the radio. Okay, you know what? Um, sometimes people, um, they, the other thing in this one kind of... Um, well, I've had conversations drives, with people where, where they're talking really fast and I'm like, oh, they might be uncomfortable. And then I realize they're just on cocaine. <laughs> right. First, you should do a drug screen on this person. Right. Because <laughs> there was a guy who was helping me at a sunglasses store and he was like, well, you, know, you got to get this one. And I was like, this guy really wants to leave well, wants me to leave or wants to stop helping me he's in a hurry and he can't be bothered and then I was like oh and he kept scratching his nose and sniffing and I was like I think this guy's just on cocaine right now uh, he, this changes everything it does change it was he laughing nervously though I feel like this one happens a lot this uh, mm, if someone's uncomfortable one, yeah. they might be laughing nervously around you I think that happens a lot yeah my cat does that as well oh wait no we're not talking about that anymore <laughs> She's like, Mia. <laughs> You're so funny, Ali. You should be on the radio. <laughs> You're like a comedian. You should have a show. <laughs> well, I will say, I I don't know if you do, but I, I have family members who think that they are hysterical and they will make very outdated movie references from like Joe Dirt. Or they will tell me new things or funny games that I should do on the air. And they will continue telling me about those things until I laugh. So then oh. it re- it results in uncomfortable, I want to get out of this conversation laughter. Uh-huh. Does your voice also go up? That's like, the next one. <laughs> That's the next one, too. Because I, I, I can see that, though. When you're like someone, you're like, I'm not uncomfortable. And then the other person's actions, maybe some of these make you uncomfortable. And then you start to like, I don't know if it's like we think it's a calming thing or whatever, but like our voice goes up just like a little bit. Well, and when somebody is telling you when they can't stop talking about themselves, there's some there's a friend that we have who will not stop. She all she talks about is herself and what she's going through and this new new subscription box that she got or this new meditation thing or the hardest time that she's having. And like she will just word vomit and eventually i think every time we respond we respond in a higher octave it's like oh no oh my god that's so great oh my god good for you and it just kind of goes higher and higher and higher until by the end our cats can't even hear us okay 
Uh, they keep looking away. That is another one. Uh, number eight on the list is that they are giving one word answers. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Sure. Number nine is that they're trying to soothe themselves. Interesting. Um, they might be playing with an earring, clicking a pen, rubbing their fingers together, just any ticks that make them feel more comfortable. Uh, their ears are getting red. And then finally, they keep scratching their nose, which is yet another one that's confusing if you're a cocaine addict. Right. I was going to say, is this cocaine or is this someone yeah. being really uncomfortable? The, you know, apparently, the one that was very popular that is somewhat debunked is that when the person keeps looking off to their dominant side. So that was also like this person's either oh, uncomfortable or lying right. to you. But apparently, in doing a little bit of research for this, that's apparently been debunked, that people are just in the habit of looking off to their dominant side because we're so uncomfortable with eye contact. And if we got out back into the world, you're like, whoa, the world. And you need to be looking around to be like, I'm in a park right now. Ooh, whoa. When we come back, Halle Berry has been on the chopping block of cancel culture. She has apologized. We'll say for what when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Rolling right along on Drop the Subject. Welcome back. Oh, boy. Halle Berry. Yeah. Who, uh, you know. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? This is... Did you have her on your cancellation bingo card? I didn't. No, but there have been so many people and individuals and entities and things that um, I I didn't know that maybe needed to be canceled, but then sometimes get brought to my attention. And I'm like, oh, maybe we can... I don't know. I hate the word cancel, but... I, we can discuss this or this situation or this person or this entity or this thing or whatever is problematic. However, you know, how you're right. Halle Berry was not on that bingo card alley. And we, we sort of stand Halle. I mean, some people question her, her capabilities and some of her role choices in the past and things like that. But she is, you know, she was the first uh, and now so far only black woman to win an Academy Award um, for Best Actress for her role in Monsters Ball. That was back in 2001, by the way, 19 years ago. We still... Man, I rem- I've totally forgot about that movie. That was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this time she's coming under some heat because... Well, she said some things on an Instagram live. I mean, you know, this is the world we're living in, by the way. When you have mega A-lister like Halle Berry just on some people's Instagram live. But this is what she had to say about an upcoming role. And and that's what I want to study. And that's what I want to explore. And that's what I want to be. You know, it's really important to me to tell stories. And that's a woman. That's a female story. Yeah. Yes. To a man, but I want to understand the why, the how. So we know the audio is a little bit difficult to hear, but she's talking about her upcoming role where she was uh, tapped to play a transgender man. And Hallie continues to say in here, the audio was hard to read, so I'll tell you some of it. She said, I want to experience that world, understand that world. I want to dive deep in that way. Who was this woman? Who this woman was is so interesting to me, and that will probably be my next project. It will require me cutting all my hair off. I want to experience and understand and study and explore. It's really important for me to tell stories, and that's a woman. That's a female story. It changes to a man. Oh, God. But I want to understand the why and how of that. I want to get into that. Oh, Halle Berry. So, obviously, this prompted some cancel Halle Berry comments over the weekend, for sure. 
Yeah, and and rightly so. I mean, if you're going to, if you are even going to portray a role like that, and that's something that you quote want to get into, which seems ridiculous in and of itself to be like, I just want to, I want to get into that. Okay, I want to like see what that's all about, and it's sort of this like morbid curiosity. Like, what is that? A, you know, just to be like, I want to, that's my next project is I want to find out about the trans experience and portray a trans man. Um, it trivializes it a little bit in my opinion, but sure. then also to say you want to get into that and already be speaking about it while misgendering the person that you're portraying using words like it, calling it a female story, uh, doesn't necessarily do that person a service. So then, and we've also gone back to, okay, people in the LGBTQ community should be played by people in that community as much as possible. There were many years ago, Felicity Huffman played a, a trans woman in trans America. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would, that would work today at all. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. John Lithgow, Hillary Swank, <laughs> Sophia Vergara, Glenn Close, all of these individuals have, who are cisgender have played, right transgender characters in in Hollywood and in the media and the you know the backlash for for Hallie Allie that rhymes was swift very very quick and on the heels of you know this disclosure documentary that's out on Netflix right now which oh, is yeah, really right. really tremendous we had Travel Anderson on to talk about that um you know we had a lot of really fantastic conversations when Char was on about how this documentary really highlights the erasure of trans individuals and the the mocking and mimicking of trans individuals and the dehumanization of trans individuals in Hollywood, in the media. And then while we're having conversations around black erasure, by the way, which is something that has impacted Halle Berry in the past. And she's, she now, she knows she holds this place in, in black media history and all of entertainment history to then go and then do something like this was, you know, really upsetting to a lot of people, but she did ultimately apologize. She apparently got the education of a damn lifetime over the weekend because the HRC and GLAD and some of the individuals in the disclosure documentary, lots of individuals, I apparently pulled Hallie aside and was like, no, ma'am, Pam, mm-hmm. you, you, we need she to pulled out of the of the movie. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And she, she issued an apology and said, you know, I, I had the opportunity to discuss my consideration of an upcoming role as a transgender man. And I'd like to apologize for those remarks as a cisgender woman. I now understand that I should not have considered this role and that the transgender community should undeniably have the opportunity to tell their own stories. Well, you know, it's good to have it as a, eventually a learning experience. So, you know, uh, uh, hopefully this will, you know, somebody like Halle Berry then using her voice to apologize would then hopefully change the narrative and, and steer things in the right direction. That remains to be seen. When we come back, there are some horoscopes that were given for 2020 and 2019. We're going to check if those horoscopes are accurate. I'm going to go ahead and guess that, that they're not, but you never know. Just wait and see. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. Allie and James back after a couple of days off. Happy to be back. Happy to have you listening. You can always interact with us at DTS Show on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can direct message us anything your little heart desires. You can also still call the daddy line. It's Jesse's phone number, 323-86-DADDY. You can always leave a voicemail for us. We will play it on the air. And uh, that is there for your venting pleasure. And you'll probably want to use it because (laughs) of what we're about to talk about. And we have to talk about the elephant in the room. It's something that was huge, huge news over the weekend. I think both of us don't really want to talk about this. But Kanye West 
on 4th of July put out a tweet saying the following. We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for president of the United States. American flag emoji. Hashtag 2020 vision. This was then retweeted by Kim Kardashian West with an American flag emoji, I guess insinuating that she is supporting her husband in his run for office. Now, I am not even going to take this seriously enough to discuss it as a drop the president segment on this show. It's something we do regularly when we talk about the 2020 election. I will not do it. We will not even play the drop the president. Drop the president. Jesse, damn it. I said we are not playing it. This is not a real thing. Very clear instructions, Jesse. And no, this is not the real thing. But is it? I do just feel like I have to be sort of devil's advocate here that we did have an entertainment, quote, billionaire, because apparently Kanye is worth a billion dollars, like liquidity and assets and whatever. We had a billionaire who was in entertainment, who said he was going to run for president for like the fifth time. And we didn't take him seriously. And his name was Donald J. Trump. And now right. here and we now are. And now he's the president. Right. Yeah. So I think that there there are many people who just want to tout this as a big joke and say, oh, calm, calm down, everybody. He's not actually on the, he's not in the FEC database for 2020, right? There's no one that's technically running for president by the name of Kanye West in this very moment. To which I say, still doesn't matter to me. <laughs> what matters is that somebody like Kanye West who... I think it is has mental problems. He's mentally ill. And he is tweeting to 29 million followers that he's running for president. There are going to be other people that want to vote for that person, including there was a, a big uh, NBA guy, or no, a Super Bowl champion, that uh, Darrell Revis, is that his name? He, he says, Kanye has my vote. So there are other people, other celebrities and athletes that are endorsing him. And then you get a retweet from Kim Kardashian, who also have 70 billion followers. And they are, quote, influencers, whether we like it or not. So if he, his name does get on the ballot, and so it's too late in many states, but if his name does get on the ballot as an independent, there are people that are going to vote for the, this guy. Yep. And that's a problem. Yep. I mean, first of all, don't get me started talking about Darrell Revis because he's Craytown. But oh, okay. another person who <laughs> we have learned recently is not only brilliant, and uh, but also Craytown, a brilliant business person and inventor, I should say, but a crazy town, is Elon Musk, who right. we know they're friends, but Elon tweeted, you have my full support to, to Kanye. This is how these things get started. And... Elon Musk is uh, known to tout some conspiracy theories and is not like a full-on Trump supporter, but uh, definitely agrees with some of the policies and some of the same conspiracy theories that a lot of Trump supporters do. He's Con Trump supporter adjacent, for sure. Yes, yes. And Kanye, you know, is one, was one of the first high-profile celebrities to be a Trump supporter. He never really was fully able to articulate why. This seemed to just sort of be like a thing to rile people up more than anything. But And we don't know Kanye's political leanings. But I know it feels a little awkward to be talking about Kanye West and spending an entire segment of not Drop the President, talking about Kanye West potentially being president, or at least running for president, but this is a real thing that we have to pay attention to because 
people are a looking for alternatives. There's, there's, I, I had this conversation with folks over the weekend there to me, at least there's very little inspiring about uncle Joe. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just not fired up about uncle Joe Biden at all. And, but I know that I'm going to vote for him because I feel like any vote not for Joe Biden is a vote for Donald Trump, whether that's not voting, whether that's voting for a third party candidate, any this come this November, if you do not go to the polls and vote for Joe Biden, you are effectively voting for Donald Trump. And this throws something this throws awkwardness in there. This throws potential for that third party uh, vote getter as a part of the equation that ultimately the impressionables, led to, yeah, yeah, Trump getting elected in the first place. Exactly. And this, I, I know that Kanye West is very different than somebody like Donald Trump, but you make a great point about how this all his presidency started off as a joke. Yeah. And and I so I think it's just like, dude, no, no, not now. Like, even if this like Kanye West, even if you are serious and everyone else is taking this as a joke, it does. That does not matter <laughs> because clearly things that people don't take seriously or that think they think is a big joke. Even if you're going to vote for somebody as like, oh, this guy, let's see what happens if this guy's president. And then it happens. And then Kanye West is making decisions about foreign policy. And we have a real problem on our hands. Correct. And And then I also go back to why isn't the Supreme Court? Why? Why can't we have some kind of a job history requirement for the president of the United States? I don't understand why even to be an administrative assistant, you need to have some kind of a background that qualifies you for that job. Uh-huh. Why for the most important job, the biggest job in America, you don't need any prerequisites. You just need to be a human being who's 35 years old. Yeah. And an American citizen. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of that has less requirements is to be on the radio. Oh, yeah. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. Allie and James Simmons, nurse practitioner, here to give you a bit of a COVID update. When this virus first a pandemic first hit the united states and and hit i mean many other countries before it came here started reading all these stories about okay this big political leader has tested positive this mayor has tested positive tom hanks has tested positive all of mm-hmm. these big names start coming out of the woodwork of people who had been exposed whether it was on film sets or or at political meetings and things like that and then it kind of faded a little bit as people as the lockdowns happened and then the lockdowns were lifted. And oh, look, now we are seeing yet again a surge of politicians and celebrities that are revealing their positive COVID-19 status, including the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Bottoms, has just said that she tested positive. She said uh, that she doesn't know how she was exposed because she says it leaves me at a loss for words. I think it really speaks to how contagious this virus is because we've taken all the precautions that you could possibly take and I have no idea when and where we were exposed. Mm -hmm. So you have somebody who she felt that she was being careful, still tested positive, and Atlanta has had a lot of things going on the last couple of months that have that continued over the fourth of july weekend so i mean this is just one of many things that is added to the news headlines for atlanta and then we learned that the just very recently that the brazilian president jair bolsonaro also tested positive and he was one of the people who you were telling me thought this whole thing was a hoax 
Yeah, well, early on, you know, he was like, I'm not sure this is really what it's all being cracked up to be. And I think public health experts globally are making this a bigger deal than it is. It's not really going to affect Brazil. He called it the little flu. So then in March, you know, he started to say, okay, well, yeah, this thing is around, but it's not very lethal. It's not dangerous. It's not going to impact Brazil like it has other places. Um, And now I believe that Brazil actually has the third highest number of cases in the world and is considered the hotspot on in the globe uh, in terms of cases going up along right like neck and neck along with us in the United with States. Us, right. Yeah. I think we're still the leading worst, aren't we? We're still the leading worst, but in terms of like ri- rise in cases over a period a specific period of time and how fast those cases are rising, Brazil is is definitely up there with us. And so, you know, the president actually unlike Hisha Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta who was not really experiencing symptoms, Jair Bolsonaro uh is. He had a um a light fever, if you will, an elevation of temperature, um, 100 degrees Fahrenheit, um, and sort of felt like he had had he interestingly, he called his symptoms like a little flu, which is what he called the COVID-19 pandemic earlier in March, like little flu. Um, so but he also has been a big proponent that says our life has to go on jobs should be maintained. He did not want to shut the country down at all. And in fact, pushed really hard to keep most of the country um open and which is why he you know experts are saying in his country in brazil because of that the number of individuals who are infected in brazil could actually be 12 to 16 times higher right but because of testing right um and so they haven't done that and it's really yeah you know i think a lot of this speaks to ali there's there's been a lot of information lately coming out about the transmissible nature of this virus. And I've been getting a lot of questions about people asking about mutations. And I I think this is an an incredibly important topic to talk about. All viruses mutate all the time. The coronavirus, this particular one, COVID-19, seems to be mutating about every two weeks. Now, those mutations don't always mean much. Um, In fact, most of the time, they don't mean much of anything. There does seem to be a difference in the mutation between the original Wuhan strain of this virus and what some scientists are calling the Italian strain or the European strain. And essentially what is happening with the Italian slash European strain is that it seems to have figured out a way to latch on to our host cells, if you will, a little bit easier and, and be less fragile so that it's much easier to transmit that strain of the virus. So likely, we don't know this for sure, but likely a big jump in cases is partially, it's primarily due to human behavior, right? That we have not physically distanced, we've reopened things, et cetera. But it's also partially due to the fact that this virus is probably more transmissible than it was earlier on. Uh, And this is what viruses do. Viruses need a host to survive. And it's actually not advantageous for viruses to be so lethal that they kill their hosts. And I know that's kind of a morbid thing to think about, but viruses mutate on purpose so that they can stay alive. So they they sort of they, they don't think necessarily, but they will mutate so that it's easier for them to get into and find and stay inside of hosts and then keep the hosts alive because the virus is just trying to survive. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now, with the mutations, do you think that is has a correlation with why younger people are now getting it? Because I know Dr. Fauci said that the 
age range is now younger than I remember when it was first happening. It was like, okay, it was more older people that were at risk and younger people were way lower risk. Yeah. There's even, there's even parts of the country right now where the, the median age of, of, or the, sorry, the mean age of contraction is like 33 right now, which is like super young. I think this Jesus is here, right? Hey, I think this is definitely a function of just people reopening. Right. Older individuals are much less likely to go outside They're They're still or go, you know, into public spaces. They're taking this much more seriously while younger and younger folks are going out. And the virus is, is very transmissible. It's it's easy to get. And people are being around each other. We saw this demonstrated this weekend. Fourth of mm. July at Fire Island, Florida, even well, here in California, packed in like sardines, totally all over the place. All right, when we come back, we have News It or Lose It on deck. I've got three stories. James has three decisions to make, and he will decide what news you get when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Ah, it's News Order Lucid time. We got a lovely message on our Instagram at DTS Show. You can always message us on Instagram at any time from a listener named Adam who said, For the love of God, I will personally buy each of you call bells and send them to you. They are literally $6 on Amazon. How has this not happened yet? All caps. No need. No need. I got one. See, yes, you can find any sound online, (laughs) but we prefer to just scramble for whatever objects make sounds that are around us uh, for our, quote, dinger, danger, binger, clanger that James speaks of to decide which stories are newsed or lost. So, um, yeah, you know what? It would seem very easy, Adam. That, that we would just all have dinger bells, you know, desk bells in front of us, but just, we don't. Just okay, we don't. Out. This is 2020, where, you you know, the solution is so clear and so within reach, but it just doesn't happen. Okay. Right. I mean, hello. Like you would think that just, just because we're in a sound medium, yeah. that we would do things like have we sound find effects sounds around. In like, this perfect world. Okay? I'm just going to like, uh, like uh, kiss my teeth every time I like, uh, <laughs> like something. <laughs> or I, <laughs> do you want to news it, James? <laughs> Plays beautifully on the radio. Okay, Doesn't here are your headlines. You have three decisions and you have your dinger, dinger, binger, clanger. Let's do this. Headline number one, Joey Chestnut emerges again as the Nathan's hot dog eating champion. Nope, I can't. It makes me want to puke. I Aww, he ate 75 hot dogs. Things. I don't care. <laughs> I think that's awful. All this weird, all my weird lefty liberalism kicks up. I'm like, do you know how much food is being wasted? Do you know how gross hot dogs are? Do you know how disgusting that is? Why are you all skinny? How can you eat all of this stuff, but you're all like thin? It just, bleh, and then it makes me nosh. I can't. No. James, I've had many conversations with Joey Jaws Chestnut. He is an athlete. That is why he, he, he practices <sighs> all year for this. All right. We, no, we, you've lost no. it. We'll move on. <laughs> Headline number two, the Supreme Court has struck down debt collectors and robocalls. Yeah. (laughs) Take that, Adam. Praise the gods. All right. Uh, Praise baby Jesus. And then finally, headline number three, polyamorous relationships have been given some legal rights in Massachusetts. Oh, oh, we had a conversation this weekend about polyamorous relationships, my husband and I. Oh. Was like, but I guess we don't have time to get to that specifically. <laughs> You'll just have to news that later. Maybe, uh, yes, I will definitely news that off the air. 
If you are, <laughs> damn it. If you are somebody who, you know, monogamy is not for you. We, there's another guy who's been on this on these airwaves, a friend of mine, Clayton Ferris. He's joined us many times. He was in a thruple for a little while. Monogamy is not for everyone. And it's time for those people to get some, uh, some rights. An estimated 3% of the U.S. population is in some sort of non-monogamous relationship. What? That's like yeah. 10 million people. Right. So apparently uh, they have been given some rights in Massachusetts at a council meeting in Somerville. Council members broadened the city's definition of domestic partnerships to include relationships between three or more adults. That is great. I think that's awesome. You know what? Listen, I am not a I think we've consciously choose as homo sapiens to make a decision to be monogamous and be in a committed monogamous relationship. I do not believe our nature is monogamous. That is a social construct. And if you sign up for it, that's great. But people who are not monogamous or choose to have polyamorous relationships or whatever, I think that's also great. I have people close to me in my life who are in poly relationships. I just didn't realize it was 10 million people. Like, that is crazy. And at least there's now some legal protections. And did you see HGTV aired the first ever House Hunters with a thruple? Oh, man. You got to get a bigger house for that. Yeah. And then three it's different like, people so talking you have to... about open concepts. Like, it was it was actually see, a Yeah, and then... If you think of weddings, too, I mean, three yeah. different people or sometimes four that are all making decisions. But and then, you know, the cost goes up. But I would imagine also if you have three people's parents that are helping out with the wedding, maybe that would even oh. out. I mean, so many questions there. And I, I'm glad that polyamorous relationships are getting some rights in Massachusetts and also want to make sure we separate from the old school polyamorous crazy uh religion child bride section of that yeah like polygamy and polyamory uh, uh, are two are different, different right yes. so we'll make sure like, like it's not just some 79 year old man with 17 brides that are all you know like that's not chill that's right. a no okay yes uh the supreme court they have they have uh, made a decision. They've made many decisions in recent weeks. They have decided that consumers will not have to deal with annoying robocalls to their cell phones. And they have also tossed out an exception for debt collectors. Um, I guess there was uh, like, I mean, robocalls, there was something that had happened a few years ago where they were like, are we going to allow robocalls to people's phones? And the Supreme Court said, no, we're not. And then there was a second part that said, well, what if we have an exception for robocalls that are related to debt collectors? And I was like, no, those still aren't real. Those also don't count. So awesome. hopefully, I mean, I've actually gotten at least three robocalls since we started doing this show. So I don't know <laughs> when this starts, but I would love for it to start now. Uh, immediately. Okay. If you'd like to be removed from our calling list. No, no, it's a scam. Oh, hold on. To remain deep. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject, Ellie and James. Hey, you know what? We had some technical difficulties today. Technical issues. It happens because you know what, James? We're in Mercury retrograde. We are, and there we need more crystals and and tappy music and stuff to to meditation and whatever and to get through. (laughs) 2020 to meditation and whatever that's and, a doctor's people 
Well, I have plenty meditation of meditations and crystals if anybody needs any. <laughs> I've got the equivalent of a stimulus payment's worth of crystals and meditation music in my home, and I'm happily nice. willing to share it. Can you send those to the servers for our station, please, so that yeah. we stop having technical issues? So if you're listening live and you saw and heard some things that you maybe heard the day before, that is all part of the technical difficulties, which have been fixed as far as the engineers are willing to share with us. So um, thank you for putting up with us and we will be back tomorrow. But before we get out of here, we must give you our happy endings because yes, there are things going on in the world like technical problems. There are a lot worse things happening than technical problems. Okay. So I don't want to complain. It's important that we leave you on a happy note on a positive note. And that is why we do happy endings, because we want to give you a shred of positivity to take into the rest of your day. We take something that we talked about on the show that was kind of negativo, and we turn it into a positivo. So, James, do you have a happy ending? Do I ever, Allie Johnson? This might be your favorite happy ending ever, your Allie Johnson. Oh. You know, November 3rd is rapidly approaching, and you may be wondering, who should I vote for? Should I vote for Donald Trump? Should I vote for Uncle Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe Biden? Or should I vote for Kanye West, who's running for president now? And I think if you're Ali Johnson, there would be nothing better, nothing would make you happier than if we had four years of Kim Kardashian no, as, a as a first, first lady. lady. So that's my happy ending. If Kanye... When Kanye ah. becomes president, we get Kim Kardashian as a first lady for four ah. years. And I get to torment you. Ah. No, Lord. You know what? I think it'd still be better. <laughs> <laughs> you think? I have a happy ending that is also Kanye West related. Oh, uh-huh. yes. Very good. Here's my happy ending. Uh huh. Yeah, bring it easy. Kanye West might be running for president because 2020 has not been easy. No. But at least when he loses in November, we can say this year hasn't been Yeezy. Oh, wow. That was good. That was <laughs> that was good. You had time to work on that during our technical issues. I, I you had time it. to this prepare. This is the example of an overwritten happy ending, everybody. <laughs> right. Because happy endings are supposed to be X, Y, and Z happened. However... But that was good. That was good. I, I, yeah. Wow. I'm impressed, Allie. Four oh. days off does you good. Oh, it sure does. Yeah. I had to look up uh, e- easy quotes about, you know, oh, like things that are always worth, always worth it, but never easy. I was trying to, I worked a couple <laughs> different drafts before I got to this one. I decided to keep it. Uh-huh. Up. Okay. Well, we're going to get out of here. Please catch up on the podcast. We've got all the, uh, all the good stuff from today on our podcast. Drop the subject or, wherever or you yesterday, find your <laughs> yeah. Or last week. Or maybe or some yesterday will be in there you, or some you June. Tune in tomorrow because who knows what you're going to get. Some April, some March <laughs> might be in there, speckled yeah. in. So uh, we will see you tomorrow. And Dr. John Paul joins us again for our weekly wake up call. We're going to Who know. knows? <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a grab bag. We'll see you tomorrow. Who knows what will happen? On the next, on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, social justice educator Dr. John Paul joins us for our weekly wake-up call to discuss the inner workings of gentrification. We'll discuss what calling it a, quote, bad neighborhood really means. 
and why gentrification never seems to work out great for people of color. Our weekly coverage of racial injustice and the Great White Awakening continues. So I can't go back in my bubble? No, no, no. Stay out here. Here's your liquid. Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern on Channel Q.